Welcome into Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips and Scott Smith here. We were off for a week, so we've got a couple weeks, hopefully, of stored up questions from all of you guys. So make sure any of those questions you have for us, we're just a little over two weeks away from training camp, mm -hmm. which is crazy to realize. So put all those questions you have in the comment section under the live video on Facebook if that's not already where you're watching. And, of course, we always love hearing where everyone is watching yep. from. And we won't be here next week either because I'm on vacation. Oh, Sorry. Man, so you got to get all the questions in now. No, that's okay. I'm fine. <laughs> I think that we'll just wait. Okay. But, yeah, so this is it. you got to get those questions in now because we're going to have another week without the show, and then it'll basically be training camp, which right. is kind of crazy. So, um, so as it's we here. give people a chance to start submitting it's some of those happened, questions, yeah. um, we did have the news of Jamel Dean signing. Mm -hmm. uh, so where does that leave us now in terms of yeah. the rookie class and, and how many of them are signed? Right, All of them except Devin White, which is what you'd expect. Sometimes you get them all done by this point. Um, there's a handful of first-round picks that still aren't signed. I think the Raiders just signed their guy yesterday or today, Josh Jacobs. So teams are getting it done. Basically, it's not that hard anymore to sign most of these guys because of the formula and the slotting of salaries. So a lot of teams get them done really quick when their rookies first come to their, their center and they can actually have them sign. Um, sometimes a couple of them drag on for pretty, what are, to you and I, pretty unimportant reasons. But there's no doubt that all those guys are going to get signed. Now, the fifth overall pick is a little bit more of a complicated one obviously some of sometimes the um argument can be over how much of it is guaranteed lots of times those guys get fully guaranteed for your contracts things like that or offset language or whatever who knows what the negotiation if there is a hold up at all between Devin White and us but I'm not concerned about it I think to just get it done right before the start of training camp you know there hasn't been a, a hold up for the Buccaneers since I think Trent Dilfer in 94 for a rookie so I'm not really worried about it I think it'll be in, in on time Okay, and the other uh, bit of news going on right now, the supplemental draft. If so, you want to call it that. If you want to call it news. <laughs> so that was going to be my question is, how important is this? What sort yeah. of attention should be paid to if this? If we weren't talking about it right now, probably most people wouldn't realize it's actually right. happening today. It goes by without anybody hearing about it for the most part because they don't even really – it's not like – there's a draft and they all get in a room and, and they go pick by pick. It's just there's a lot of weighted lottery system to determine the draft order. And then you just kind of email the league and say if you want to put a pick in and around and maybe get, you know, if you have the highest pick, then you Can get Can you imagine them. if the actual draft was like this? It would be quick. You just send an email like, hey, I, yeah. I kind of like this guy. I don't think the NFL would want to leave the millions on the table that they get from Probably the coverage of the draft. Probably not. Uh, so there's five guys. Basically what the supplemental draft is, is sometimes or every year there are a handful of guys that their eligibility – for the upcoming college season changes between the regular draft and now. For some reason, they get declared ineligible, whether it's violating NCAA rules or something, right? So those guys, their options then are to just sit out a whole season and maybe play their their final season the next year in college or go into next year's real draft, or they can just kind of accelerate the timetable and go into the supplemental draft. And usually there's one or two guys that are con considered possibly draft-worthy. I think this year there's a safety Jalen Thompson, I think, from Washington State, and a West Virginia wide receiver named Marcus Sims, I think, who are considered guys that could be drafted. Like if they were in the draft, that might have been third or sixth round picks. And so if you draft one of those guys, then you forfeit that pick that you use, like a third rounder in next year's draft. So it's kind of a big decision for a team if they want right. to do that. On the other hand, it is your, kind of your last chance to potentially add an impact player that can make a difference this year, that can go into training camp. So if you needed help at safety, you might consider it. That guy, Jalen Thompson, held a workout after he was declared ineligible and decided to go into this draft, and 26 teams showed up to watch. Wow. So I think there's a good chance he'll get drafted. Personally, I don't think it'll be us because 
we have a lot we've drafted a lot of safeties in the last three years right. and we have a lot of depth there it still has to be worked out i think that's the most interesting position battle going into camp but um there's a lot of young guys there already do you really need to add another young safety right. probably not so and then receiver depth is pretty good here too okay. so i don't think we're going to do anything the draft starts at one uh, you won't find it on the TV anywhere. Yeah. You just have to wait and hear what the results <laughs> what are. Happens. Yeah. Uh, all right, we had a question from Colin who said, is there a fullback on the roster or would we have one? No, there isn't a fullback on the roster, and I imagine you'd probably see guys, um, you know, basically what a lot of teams now do now is if they want a blocker in the backfield, they just take their tight end that's most closely like an H-back and put them back there. So okay. a lot of teams aren't carrying fullbacks anymore. I guess – you know, Daria Ogumbawali is a pretty big guy. You yeah. might consider seeing if he could do some of that. But, no, there's not a player that has the designation of fullback on the roster. Okay. Uh, Antonio said, how do you feel about our secondary? Well, I mean, tentatively um, optimistic. You know, it, it was really – the results were really bad last year. And I don't know who you want to blame that on. Um, some of the guys that were there are no longer with us. Uh, you know, there's a new defensive scheme, which I think is more aggressive. There's a lot of young talent – that has to be sorted out. And I want to be optimistic about every single one of those guys, but history suggests that not every single one of them is going to turn into a really good player. So who's it going to be? I mean, I, I really feel good about Carlton Davis. Um, I'm hoping Vernon Hargraves can avoid the injury bug this year and we can see what he can do because he looked like he was starting off the season really well mm -hmm. last year. And you got the draft picks from this year. Uh, you know, Mike Edwards looked really good out there. Um, Sean Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean, who we were just talking about, had their moments, mm -hmm. you know. So there's a lot to sort through there. I think fans are going to like the style of play a little bit more because it's, it's going to be more aggressive, um, which can lead to big plays on both sides. Don't right. get me wrong. There's a reason why some teams play a very bend-but-don't-break style. Right. And that style of defense has traditionally worked very well in Tampa at certain times, but hasn't really worked well lately. And so I think fans are probably going to like the way this secondary plays a very aggressive style. But um, – there's so much to sort through right now that I think it's irresponsible to say I feel fantastic about it. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Uh, I like this question. Christopher said, who is more likely to make the roster, Justin Watson, uh, Scotty Miller, or Bobo Wilson? Oh, that is a fantastic question yep. because I think there's a decent chance that those three guys will be the final candidates for two spots. Mm -hmm. um, wow. I think Scotty Miller is the most likely because he's the new draft pick and because he's a different type. Right. You know, Justin Watson – uh, he, he drew a lot of praise for what he was doing in the offseason, too. Um, didn't really play a ton, didn't really have a lot of opportunities as a rookie, but he's more of like a similar type receiver to what Mike Evans is. Um, and so I think Scotty Miller is a different kind of player, you know, quick, really, mm -hmm. really fast, and he may be able to grab the slot job. So I think he's got a really good shot. So if that's the case, then we're talking – you know, maybe they keep six and they keep all three of those guys. Right. The thing to remember about Bobo Wilson is he has um, return abilities, and that kind of thing can make the difference when it comes down to that final roster spot. So um, I think when it comes down to it, the talent at the receiver position may make you keep one more of those. You know, I think they most teams like to go with five, mm -hmm. but sometimes they go with six. I could see us keeping six and, and, um, and maybe only going three tight ends. So uh, you could keep all of them. I think that's going to be a great battle. Yeah, that is going to be really interesting to see. Um, Kevin asked, what side of the ball are you looking forward to seeing the most in camp? Well, defense, because there's going to be so much different. We know what this offense is. I mean, it's a new offense, but we know what the players are capable of. There really isn't a whole lot of change there other than, you know, some of the switching out of the wide receiver with Deshaun and, and Adam Humphreys leaving and Scotty Miller arriving right. and Brashad Perryman. But the tight ends, the offensive line, the quarterback, the running backs are all very similar to what they were. Um, 
and it was very productive last year. Right, yeah. Uh, the defense was not good last year, and it really for several years in a row. Uh, there's a lot of new pieces there, and Dominic Kinsu, Devin White, uh, the rookie DBs, and there's a whole new scheme, which we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more that's going to be different on defense, so that's the side that's most interesting. But, but really, in training camp, when you're watching one, you're watching them both. So right, yeah. It's not like you have to decide. That's true. Uh, David asked what you think the pass rush could look like this year. Well, I think it'll be varied, multiple. I don't know what the right word for this is. You're going you're gonna to see guys coming from all over the place, and I think the, the harder, the less successful we are early on getting the quarterback, the more varied it's going to be. They're going to bring more blitz. They'll, they'll blitz if they have to because I think they'll be determined to get to the quarterback, Todd Bowles and, and his coaches. I, so I think you're going to see guys come. You know, we haven't seen a 3-4 here in a long time. And mm-hmm. the great thing about the 3-4, um, the thing that's always been bothersome for our offense when we played 3-4 is, is it's a little harder to predict where the pass rushers are going to come from. So it's going to be interesting in that regard. Okay. Uh, Sean asked, what's the depth behind OJ and Cam? Well, there's still Anthony Eau Claire. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we we got the guy that we picked off, off waivers from the Jets. Um, <clears throat> blanking on his name right now. And then the, the two guys from last year that got called up late in the year. Um, help me out here. I'm sorry. Uh, I was reading some of these questions <laughs> here all of a sudden. Donnie Ernsberger. Donnie Ernsberger yes. and um, another one. There was another guy that we called they, up late. They got rookie. called up late. Yeah. So I'm sorry that I'm blanking on names right now. No offense. Uh, but there's the two young guys from last year and the guy we got from the Jets and then the three holdovers. It's not a lot of depth, to be honest with you. It's, it's kind of a top-heavy group because right. uh, OJ and Cam, I think there's a lot of belief that they could be one of the best tight end combinations in all of the league. But after that, you got a guy, Anthony O'Claire, who has, you know, impressed with his blocking but doesn't have a lot of – you know, history of catching the ball. Right. And then the other guys are all pretty much unproven. Right. Yeah. Um, Jordan Leggett was the guy from the Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, George said, how strong do you think our O-line will be this year? That's a very important question. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that the O-line can be uh, at least league average, uh, if not a little bit better. Um, You know, a lot of that's going to come down probably to – uh, how well DeMar Dotson holds up, you know, because he's getting up there. And mm-hmm. last year he had to, to battle through some injuries, and, and that's been a thing for him in recent years. And, um, you know, he, it's, it's not easy for a guy, especially a 6'9 guy, you know, who has taken beating, you know, pounding through the years for him to stay 100% healthy throughout a season. And then what happens at right guard? because that's really probably the most wide-open position on the team right now. And uh, right. whoever is in there, it could be a very unproven player like, like Alex Kappa, which mm-hmm. I think is what they would like the solution to be. Right. Um, Jake wanted to know, do you think we'll keep three quarterbacks again? Yeah, I'm kind of hoping not, um, because I, I like to have that extra position on the 53-man roster. Right. But I think when it comes down to it that they probably will. Um if you look at Bruce, I asked Bruce that question, Coach Arians, that question in the offseason. I think it was when we were in Phoenix for the league meetings. And he said he would prefer to keep two, but sometimes you have to keep three. Mm-hmm. And if you look at his five years in Arizona, for the vast majority of those five years, he had three quarterbacks on the roster. Some of that was because guys were getting hurt, but that happens. Right. So um, I'm guessing we end up with three. I would prefer, and I think the team would prefer that it's two, but I don't know if that will work out or not. Right. Um, One oh, thing you could do is keep two, and if you like um, Nick Fitz, 
Patrick Gerald. Gerald. Well, I, I do it we every time. Every time we, we <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, Nick Fitzgerald. We kept calling Ryan Fitzgerald I, last year, and now, I did. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> you; it was me. <laughs> and um, now it's yeah. the other way around. So if they like him enough and think maybe he could do something in the long run in this sort of um, Taysom Hill kind of versatile role, mm-hmm. you can keep him if you can get him through waivers. You can keep him on the practice squad. And that's your third quarterback. Because right. if you keep three quarterbacks on the active roster, you're not keeping the third one active on game day. Right. So it doesn't matter. It's not helping you if two guys get hurt. Either way, you're down to a non-quarterback. So right. if, if that happened, a guy gets hurt, you just bring up your guy from the practice squad in the week that follows. Okay. Uh, we've had several questions just about running back overall. Someone has asked if you thought we might trade for somebody or stay put. And just overall, how you feel like that group is shaking out and then there's also a question I saw about what this coaching staff sees in Peyton Barber as compared to maybe what others have in the past and just, mm-hmm. so overall running back I figured we'd combine like eight <laughs> of those questions into uh, one. I think you know we have to with running backs I know we say this every time we have to basically go on what the coaches are saying right now because you can't tell a whole lot of practice when you can't hit I mean every every run breaks through right you, maybe you can see some fast cuts. Maybe you right. can see some guys with, with good hands. I think everybody's pleased that Ronald Jones seems to improve his hands. Um, uh, so maybe he can be more of a pass-catching back, which you'd really like him to be because he's so fast and dynamic that if you can get him the ball on the edge, that's a great thing. Right. And it's something we didn't have in our offense last year, really. I mean, did we throw the backs very much? I mm-hmm. think we were hoping maybe Sean Wilson could be that. Right. Um, Peyton Barber maybe isn't the guy you're going to throw 50 passes to on the on the edge, right? So, and and Bruce Arians' mm-hmm. offenses in Arizona had a lot of that, especially when David Johnson was at his peak, but David Johnson's kind of a different animal. He's, he's an amazing player. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that the coaches, that Bruce Arians would like to have uh, more passing to the backs out of the backfield. And so, if Ronald Jones can be that or Sean Wilson, or somebody can be that. Andre Ellington, he's done it before. Um, that would be a very big improvement for our running back core. But otherwise, all we can really go on is what they're saying, and they've, they've constantly said that they like Peyton Barber a lot. Okay. And then during the offseason, everybody from James Winston to every coach you talked to was raving about how much Ronald Jones looked more confident and looked mm-hmm. improved. I get it. Those are just words at this point. Right. And we'll know a little bit more in training camp, and then we'll know a lot more when the preseason games start. Again, this I'd say this is kind of like the question about the secondary, where I'm cautiously optimistic, but I understand they have to prove it, and it's certainly not a guarantee. Yeah, that's very true. Well, thanks so much for being with us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live, presented by Miller Lite. Again, we won't have a show next week, but then we'll be back the week after that, and it will be almost time for training camp, so get all those questions ready for us, and we'll see you then.